Hello, Herd. This is your Herd mom, Megan. And your Herd leader, John Wayne. And this is the fourth time that we've tried recording this intro. <laughs> so. They wouldn't have known if you didn't say it. <laughs> we, oh. we, we're just perfect. We got it all together. We just hit play and just magic. Podcast. Okay. So, welcome. If you didn't know what day it was, it is Tuesday when you're listening to this. It is the Tuesday data dump are you excited john i am excited we're gonna be talking about so much news today all of it all of the news and everything's it, happening yesterday kicked off our third week yes podcasting yes we're still alive we're still here i'm a ghost oh i hadn't noticed <laughs> it's because you don't pay attention oh my goodness all right who forgot to introduce who <laughs> okay shush all right so Anyway. As I said, we're going to get into a little bit of news coming up, some gaming news, some episode 9 news, some maybe some Disney news. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Disney, we are going Which, to be... Technically, it's all Disney because yeah. Star Wars is Disney now, so technically it's all Disney news. Technically, shut up. So... Rude. <laughs> uh, we are going to be in Disney next week. Yes, we will, we will be at exciting. the Disney very exciting. Yep. So we're um we'll actually be recording Tuesday night and Thursday night for next week so that we can uh all we have to do is post. We don't have to worry about recording or doing any of that jazz. Um I love jazz. And we can just enjoy Disney. So um if some things seem like they're missing current events or anything like that, um as you're listening to next week's show, just remember that they were pre-recorded. So yeah, and we will still be active on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah, that'll. So, yeah, yeah, we'll still be around and everything. We just recording, script writing, and just all of that stuff takes a lot of time, and we didn't want to take away from vacation to be able to do that. Not that we don't love doing that, but we we just have a lot going on mm -hmm. with full time jobs and this and personal life and just you know yeah trying to be normal so yeah, taking a cat to the vet for an emergency <laughs> yeah visit. so uh to try and do some of those things to create content while on vacation we thought would just take away from vacation too much um and so we'll still be active it doesn't take much to be on twitter no. and, and whatnot um not to mention we're going to be waiting in line a lot to meet various characters and go on various rides so we might do a couple of live streams while we're standing in line so look yeah. out for those yeah it'll definitely help with the uh boredom and and whatnot um and i'll be slewing uh my love of star tours uh all over twitter uh, keep it off me as i as i i'll probably try and go for six times this trip i've only ever done five so we'll we'll up up the ante um, see how many scenarios i can get the ante is good enough for me I'm a one-time person. <laughs> I get I get motion sick real easy. And also gonna do the um, do Star Tours at Disney Springs. Which you already we, said Star Tours. We're gonna be not doing Star Secrets, of the uh, Secrets of the No Secrets, Secrets of, of the, the Empire. Empire. What's it called? Um, I'm just so excited for Star Tours apparently. Uh, but Secrets of the Empire, which means uh, me and our friend Michael will get to experience the new um, Bounty Wanted posters at the end, which will be yep. cool. Uh, so yeah, that's a yeah. that's gonna be fun. As I said, 
I get real motion sick, so <laughs> VR is not a good thing for me. You did once. You did it once with me, and um, that's all I can ask. That was fun. Yeah, yes. It was. It it was a lot of fun. It was funny to like look down and see us holding hands as strongers. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Um, so yeah. So, but uh, that's to let you guys know what's coming up for us. We're excited about it, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And speaking of Pinky, you know, she's doing good. <laughs> she's yes, recovering. So she's on the coma. Some of you guys saw, uh, I posted it on Twitter because originally I was going to be doing a lot of script writing and, and things to prepare for our vacation week. Uh, that was interrupted by an emergency vet visit, but a uh, short surgery later and a lot of drugs, and she is a okay. Um, she's annoyed with stitches and she's got uh, one of the cones, um, but otherwise she's doing good. So all of the uh, all of you guys in the herd that reached out to wish her well, thank you. I uh, appreciate that. And she is doing well. So. Yeah, she's doing her best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she still runs into things. Oh, boy, does she. But hopefully we only have to keep the cone for a week. So hopefully. All right. All right. Let's get started. All right, so um, starting as normal, uh, we'll jump into the gaming news. And luckily, uh, EA and Battlefront have been kind enough to pepper their news in, in that we have something each week to talk about, which is cool. Um, and so last week we got an updated roadmap from EA on what we can expect as far as updates to the games, including system improvements and, of course, heroes and skin drops. Uh, we've covered that in last week's uh, show and gave our thoughts on it. So if you missed it, then just hop over there after this to catch up. Uh, one thing we didn't cover extensively last week was the mention of Squad Systems uh, update because we didn't really know anything about it. It just said that it was happening. Uh, but thanks to news this week, we do know what's happening. Essentially, the update involves better grouping amongst party players. So if you play with friends, then you will spawn uh, as a squad together as long as you equal four. That's the typical squad. So if you and three other friends want to play, you can actually play together. And as long as you're uh, linked, which I believe you can do on your various multiplayer things between PlayStation and Xbox, um, as long as you're grouped together through there, then you'll spawn together, which means you actually get to play together, which is a blessing and very reminiscent of um, old school uh, multiplayer, which was the point uh, back in the day, was playing with friends, not strangers all across the world, which, you know, is 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 cool, but being able to play with friends is a whole, whole different kind of experience. So, uh, but if your group is less than four, so if it's just maybe you and two other friends, then you'll um, receive a random player to fill the squad. A big reason uh, for this is because the new squad spawn feature uh, coming to Galactic Assault and Strike. This will mean that whether you are a party player or a party playing squad or a random teamed squad, throughout the game, um, should you die, you can now cycle through camera cameras positioned on your squad mates and spawn directly to them. So rather than having um, preset spawn locations, it sounds like it's replacing that with squad spawning um, location meaning you won't have to run across half the map uh, to get back into the action. Um, you can, you know, if you and your squad were going after a particular objective, you can just spawn right back there, huh. which is nice. 
Well, how else are you going to get your steps on your Fitbit, John? It's not how it works. Um, let's see. So basically, you pop back into battle uh, with the squad you were originally assigned to. Um, and it'll be helpful with getting back to action quicker, and it'll strengthen squad play, which means better bonuses for players. Um, the it's always been a thing that if you play with who you spawn with, you get bonuses. This will make it easier to do that and continue to do that throughout the game. Again, whether your squad is made up of you and your friends or you and just other random players. Um, but the bonuses and ease to know uh, being able to build a squad, um, you know, may mean that I start to get more into the kind of squad building with friends, playing with friends and such. The reason I don't do it now is because it would be so difficult to play, t if to feel like you're playing together. It's, it's more like you're both playing, but not really together. Squad goals. Yeah, kind of. I guess that applies. <laughs> um, so that's the big uh, update. Um, the great thing about this update is it sounds like, uh, and for future updates, is the number of contingencies that they've put in place. So not only are we getting a pretty cool uh, system update with this, um, but we're also getting a new slew of system fail-safes. Um, so if something goes wrong, basically they can just sw flip a switch and it goes back to uh, pre-update. <laughs> Instead of having to shut down, remove the update, and then re-institute the game, they can basically just turn it on and off should anything happen. That's smart. Um, Why didn't we have that before? <laughs> well, number one, I think because the updates were so big. Um, here, they've talked about how they're you know, they're only rolling it out on two different multiplayer maps, and it's the large scale Galactic Assault and the small scale Strike. That's a, uh, I want to say it's a sixty four player, um, so it's thirty two thirty two, and uh, on an eight and eight map meaning then they're trying to measure whether or not it works in both scales or a particular scale they even admitted that it works well for large scale but small scale it seems to be too much of an advantage so uh i think they're able to do this now because they're uh peppering out the update rather than just launching a whole new thing and completely adding because the thing is they would originally throw in the whole update as a game feature um and then there would be problems and you'd have to stop and remove it or repair as you go which just means more lagging issues or uh different bugs but now there's they're kind of going small with their updates and should this prove good they'll probably make it more permanent so instead of treating it as this is a new permanent update they're treating it as this could be a new permanent update kind of thing. So it's more, it's kind of beta in a way. It's, it's testing it out. So, um, I think, I, I think it's great. Like I said, this may, uh, encourage me to reach out with friends and, uh, try and play together some more. And if we ever do end up doing live streams, um, that would mean we could probably play with a, a few of you guys. Um, if that's a thing in, you know, just, just in general, it's going to feel more like you're playing with friends rather than just jumping in and playing the game. And everybody else is kind of doing their own thing, which is a frustrating thing for me with multiplayer and why I prefer to do the smaller scale 
uh, gameplay in Battlefront is because it's less people going off and doing their own thing and making the objectives more difficult. Yeah. So. How does the uh, PS4 friend system work? Um, well. I love how this is just becoming a tutorial for our grandma. How does it work, Shani? Well, um, what it is is basically you have your PS profile, and within that you can add friends and groups and whatnot. And um, there is a feature on PlayStation I know that you can invite to play. So you can basically say what you want to play and invite friends to join you if they also have that game. Um, And so the idea here is that that carries through to Battlefront so that, yeah, you're not just playing together on the same map or in the same vicinity of a game, but you are within a squad together. Um, so it's, it's focusing it more on putting you together with your friends rather than just saying, cause, cause what, it, uh, has been is that if you and I play together, um, regardless of us playing together and playing as friends, uh, I could be in one squad. You could be in another um, you know, we would spawn at different points. We'd have to find each other each time. Hmm. Um, so you are, we're, we would be playing together, but not really together. Um, so this is to help with feeling like you're there with your friends kind of thing. Or if not, that you're at least playing with a specific group of people. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so overall, I mean, it, it sounds cool. It sounds like the old school of multiplayer where Back because back in the day, multiplayer was just you and your friends. Like back in the day, we had two controllers. Well, I mean, fifteen years ago, when I would play uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal multiplayer, you could only Whoa. play that <laughs> with your friends. Like it, yeah. it depended on you, and you could only have if you had one TV, you could only have four at a time, and it would be split screen. But that was multiplayer. Multiplayer yeah. started as playing with your friends, and then that extended m- massively into playing over the internet with people down the block that you don't know, or mm-hmm. in a different state, or in a whole other part of the world now. Yeah. So there's there's this great wonder to it that, oh, wow, I can play with people I've never met all around the world who all just love playing this game. But then when you actually get in there and there's no teamwork there's no relation there's no you know there it 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 just quickly takes what's a great wonder idea to wow this really isn't helping the game any it's just it just means i'm playing with a bunch of people yeah um i remember being a kid um like justin and josh my brothers they're their rooms were in the basement and so they had a tv in each room and for some reason they each had an xbox Mm -hmm. so what we did the few times that they let me play with them is me and ryan would be in one room on an xbox on one team playing halo Mm -hmm. they would be on another xbox same house different room playing on their team so that there wasn't any screen looking yeah yeah now well, and that was the thing is that that was the struggle of multiplayer back in the day. So the beauty of modern multiplayer is it eliminates that need for multiple TVs. It you know it makes multiplayer easier, but when you get down into this type of gameplay where it depends on working together, you know, and working as a team, 
Yeah. It's a lot more helpful if that's you and your friends who you can communicate with and all that other stuff also, rather than yeah. if it's just some random people. Yeah. Also, if you're a screen looker, I hope you step on a Lego. <laughs> I don't even think you're that's a cheater. thing anymore. Well, yeah. When we used to play GoldenEye. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Oh, yeah, you, know, you, ne- you never you never trust anybody not to look at absolutely screens. not. No, because everybody does. But when Justin used to get the golden gun, we would all just scatter because right. Justin knew what the heck he was doing. <laughs> so, but um, that's an instant kill, bro. That's that's pretty much gaming news. It's it's really cool. Um, like I said, I I think it's a great update. Um, just from the sounds of it, obviously we haven't gotten it yet. So what it actually looks like will be a whole different story. Yeah. But what it sounds like is very cool, and it's just further evidence. You know, EA is listening. They're trying. They're working. They're wanting to build a good game. And, yeah, it's not as quick as we'd want, but the only alternative is that they stop updating this game and focus all their effort on building a whole new good game. Mm-hmm. And then two years from now, releasing it, and you're going to be mad that it took that Like, You know, so getting these small updates here and there as we go along, you know, I think if depend it depends on your perspective of how you look at things. I think I enjoy playing the game. There's certain things I don't. There's like I don't like heroes versus villains. I think there's a lot of nerfing and balancing issues in there. Um, and overall, I just don't find it enjoyable. Um, but I do love extraction. I love strike. I love galactic assault. I love the grunt combat and whatnot. Um, you know, so. What works for you, play the heck out of it. If it doesn't work, just wait until they make it better. Yeah. Um, and from the sounds of things, they are working to make things better. So yeah, they listen to you. They get their they get your tweets. John. Oh yeah. <laughs> your angry, angry tweets. Yeah, Ben Walt puts up with me and a whole bunch of other folks uh, who talk at him on Twitter. So, but yeah, that's so that's gaming news. And so on to episode nine news, which is minimal. But still news, and we'll take what we can get since we still have over a year to go for the film. So, um, you know what they say news is news. Any news is good news, or no news is good news. News, N- news, <laughs> um, news, news. Uh, so, in the news, news, uh, Greg Grunberg has been confirmed by himself and several news sites to be returning as talented X Wing pilot Snap Wexley. Uh, part of Poe Dameron's Black Squadron, Wexley, and the rest of the team were noticeably absent from The Last Jedi, but anyone who's been reading the Star Wars Poe Dameron comics will not be surprised to hear that he will be returning in Episode Nine. Uh, in the comics, it was revealed that Black Squadron were sent on a secret mission by General Organa uh, before the film began to rally allies to the cause of the Resistance. With questionable success we'll see in Poe Dameron 31 how successful they are and exactly who else will be returning with Snap um, but at least Snap's returning um, maybe he and the remaining Black Squadron members will fly in with allies to help save the day against Starkiller Base 2 oh not again yeah no we're not hoping that's a thing but <laughs> who knows um, a new every, space station another how one original it's like so. It's like the Death Star too. No, it's like the Star Killer. Yeah, that one um, ship, that huge freaking uh, space station that you showed me. It was a super weapon. It was shaped like a teardrop. Oh, um, what was that? That was cool looking. 
It didn't look I like I think plant. it was the Star Harvester, maybe. I can't remember off the top of my head. The Harvest Star. There's um there's quite a few super weapons out there. No. Um, the Empire? Well, just uh, I've, the Empire, but uh, and a whole lot of other dudes. Based, mm. there, it's a very easy story to write of. Yes. You know, there's this big imminent super threat that we have to stop, and you know, uh, it's 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 an easy story to write for. But hopefully, we don't get Star Killer Base Two. I'm not exactly sure what all the conflict would look like, but yeah, we'll see. It should be interesting um, to see what Poe and Finn and someone else are doing on that farm-looking planet. Yeah, well, and it'd be nice to see um, Snap and Poe and the other Black Squadron pilots get this kind of reuniting moment. Just this kind of... Because in the comics, Poe is just sitting around hearing the events (laughs) of their story. Like, he's hearing what's been happening to them while they're away. And so it's a very, it's very tense and, you know, it's like watching your friends do something and you can't help. So when they reunite, it'd be nice to get some significant, you know, like group hug action and just some, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to see. Um, And like I said, hopefully it's only been hinted at that one of black squadron is dead. But again, we have to, wait until 31 comes out to really know uh she could be fine <laughs> but uh is anyone in star wars ever you know <laughs> fine. Oh, they're fine they're fine i think it happened once and that was <laughs> yeah um so hopefully you know we get that reuniting action and we do see some success it i'd hate for all of this story um to end with it's like Oh, you know, we had adventure and some people died, but uh, yeah, we didn't get any any help. You know, like, yeah. no payoff. Yeah. So hopefully, these allies we keep hearing about it was mentioned in it was mentioned in the Last Jedi at the end. They were radioing out for help. It's mentioned here um, that Black Squadron was sent out for help. Um, Adversio's daughter and Shriv were sent out to the Outer Rim, I believe, for some help. So this has to pay off at some point, which speaking, <laughs> speaking of, and this almost goes back to gaming, but Ajin Versio's daughter and Shriv, last we heard, were just sent to get help. They so did get help. Maybe they could show up in like episode Thor nine. Loki. Maybe. Uh, it, it would be really cool. Um, it'd be a great, even if it's just a mention yeah. or something like that, but uh, it'd be really cool to see. Because if we do get this payoff of allies coming to the resistance aid, then it would be it'd be cool to get the hints or, or to get a glimpse of um I think it's Tay or Zay Versio. I haven't played the Battlefront campaign in a while, I can't remember. <laughs> um but yeah, so hopefully this gets some payoff in episode nine, at least knowing Snap Wexley returns. And the thing is they may not show up out of nowhere. If there really is a time skip that a lot of people want, if there's a couple of years in between, hopefully it doesn't take them that long to get back. Yeah. But um, not too long. Who knows? We'll <laughs> see. Yeah. Uh, just knowing snaps back means that there's going to be some more um, X-wing uh, dog fighting action, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I just imagine that Poe's just been sitting around growing a mustache, you know, hanging out. Uh, not according to pictures. Oh. He seems to be the only one that hasn't grown hair. Look, I feel like I feel like Oscar Isaacs is just 
one of those people who can just think real hard and grow, and grow an instant mustache or beard. <laughs> he looks good with a mustache. He does. Not without a beard. Not for, it. It just doesn't look very to me. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> I creepy don't know. stash. I'm a mustache woman. I know. Oh, um, you sound sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's episode nine news. Like I said, there's probably going to be several times where we just have one little thing to talk about. But yeah, like I said, we've got a long way to nine, so we'll take every little bit that we can get. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of little news, we've got uh, comic news, um, which is pretty sparse. Uh, it's just announcing this week's comic. Um, we talked about a lot of comics um, last week uh, when we looked over the month of August. This week we've got, I believe, eight or so. Each week we have two releasing, I believe, except this week. This week all we have is uh, The Last Jedi adaptation. Um, number six is out, which will bring a close to that series, um, which has been nice. It's added a couple things, not nearly as much as um, as the novelization did, uh, but overall it, it did give some different perspective and saw things through a little bit of a different lens and of course the art style is very beautiful so you know if you really 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 like the last jedi it's probably um an instant buy for you but um it won't be much different unless you just really want to have another adaptation you know if you didn't like the last jedi sort out your priorities friend (laughs) um yeah, if you just have to have the completion of, you know, the the Blu-ray, the novel, and the uh, comics, then um, this is for you. But otherwise, I mean, if you're looking for it to add something significant, meh. Um, you know, it just wasn't created for that. I think um, Jason Fry did enough of that with the, the novelization. So. Yeah, except for that whole scene where Poe Dameron and Finn kiss. Oh, yes, that part. Yes, that, that totally <laughs> real part. No. That I didn't just draw on a piece of paper and stick in the comic book. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not. If there, Maybe in Adaptation 7. We'll see. But but that does it for, for um, comic news. We didn't get any new announcements, which out of all the things we got from uh, San Diego Comic-Con isn't surprising. And until next week, we only have one comic. So hopefully you pick it up and hopefully you enjoy it. If not then you'll just have to wait an additional week for some other good contents yeah get some patience yes uh get some patience get some eggs get some milk you know everything on the list get bread too you know there, there's a storm coming <laughs> there's a big old storm coming annie i feel it in my buttons and yeah just throw bread at the storm it'll stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works today's local weather by old lady sitting in her stall (laughs) yeah well that's just you you go around the office being like oh my knees hurt it's gonna be a storm today i don't (laughs) say that i say that when my wrist hurts thanks (laughs) i always know when it's gonna be cold i got bone aching knowledge of the weather (laughs) so my my bones can tell the tell the weather and my forehead can tell the time yeah your your wrist is just like there, uh, it's going rain. Back <laughs> to you, Jim. <laughs> uh, see, so not a lot of comic news, but a lot of hilarious uh, rambling. So uh, always the best from us. Hilarious is relative. <laughs>
Well, up next is the book news, John. Why'd Wait. you get country? That's <laughs> just me. Um, sorry, the cat is caressing my leg very slightly. Stop it. Um, so, book news. We got some... some we got news. some books. We got some books. <laughs> um, this is a song about some books. Oh, Sawbones reference. Look at you. <laughs> okay, so, if you haven't listened to Sawbones, give it a listen. Give us money, maximum fun, please. Um, it was announced on the Star Wars show, love those peoples, that the Millennium, Fal- the Millennium Falcon's owner's manual will be getting a new edition and will feature the lucrative customizations made by Lando, which include a cape closet, yes. um, <laughs> which I love. You, you gotta have a cape closet. I have a cape. No capes. All, all capes. All the time. Uh, more deceptive changes made by Solo himself. Uh, this is a book of the guys in the guise of a manual that will be a good read for any nerd interested in the who's and the what's and the why's of the Falcon's technology. And this comes out in November. Yeah. So. Yeah. The last update was actually pre-Disney acquisition making it technically legends so this is i guess mm-hmm. disney's attempt to um iron out some of the iron out iron out the, i'm ironing in here some of the falcons uh canon technology so um i'm a big fan of like the cross-section books and some mm-hmm. of the details in there that it tells us about couldn't the galaxy tell. technology so couldn't tell from looking at your giant shelf of cross-section <laughs> books i may i may get this it depends on how how much it is. Me. Really? You're I'm going I, to get it. Eh. I'm going to buy it for you then. <laughs> there okay. you go. That was my plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday's already passed. Um, continuing with the connections to Solo, we are getting yet another book in October, which is when my birthday is. Send me gifts. Um, Star Wars Smugglers was announced this last week and will make a great pair to Scum and Villainy out next month as well. We're very mm-hmm. excited about both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're a smuggler. I'm a snuggler. Yeah, accurate. Accurate. Um, so, the description for this book is, We are excited to pull back the curtain on Star Wars Smuggler's Guide, coming October 30th from Epic Inc. in a deluxe edition, featuring lots and sounds, John. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a lot brought up in here. Uh, A standard edition is on the way in the future. Written by Dan Wallace and fully illustrated. Smuggler's Guide includes treasure trove of stories and insights from the galaxy's most notorious... Most notorious. Yeah, that's not a complete sentence. In other words, it's a collective journal that has continuously changed hands over the generations, documenting the thoughts and secrets of some legendary pirates and rogues. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, it's kind of in the vein of the other books, right? Yeah. We were just talking, cause we went to, we were at Barnes and Noble today and we talked about this because, um, the new rebel files is out. So, uh, this is, it's not an official series. It's, it's more of a style. Um, and so, uh, the Jedi's path, the book of the Sith, the Imperial handbook, rebel files, and this all are a similar style of journal where it features like handwritten notes and uh, different detail. It, it feels very much 
it it doesn't read necessarily like a book, but it takes the personality of who's recording in the book. So for this one, we know we'll get stories from uh, like Bib Fortuna. We'll get uh, Lando, Han, Chewie, such like that. Um, they're being very broad with smuggler um, to kind of encapsulate any very seedy um, person that's not a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, so some of the same faces that we'll hear from in Scum and Villainy will uh, pop up here more than likely. I love hearing faces. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, it's really fun. I um, I really like uh, the other books of the similar series. And so the special edition that releases first, it'll be about $100. And that's because <laughs> it comes with this. Um, they all come with this kind of electronic steel book. So um, the coolest of which is the Sith one. Um, the Sith one uh, is the book is kept in a Sith hologram. Um, and so you press a button and it lights up and makes sounds and then opens to reveal the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the coolest of them because it's a Sith holocron. It would have been really cool if they did the Jedi holocron as well. But um, I don't believe that's the case. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, but like the Bounty Hunters got, uh, code, the Imperial Handbook, they all feature those electronic ones. And they're very popular and rare on um, secondhand markets. So uh, if it sounds cool to you, then um, definitely jump on the special edition first. Uh, but a standard book edition will just come out later. So like the yeah. Rebel Files originally released last year, the special edition. And just this past June, we got the um, standard book version. Yeah. And I think it's like $30. So Boy. Um, it's up to you The you know, the space between release of the special edition and the regular uh, can be significant, but it may not be so. But if it's your, up your alley and you want something cool, because it becomes a great read and a collector's piece. Yeah. So uh, definitely worth adding to your shelf. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. I just noticed that I have a kind of tan line around where my wedding ring is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I am easily distracted. Just a little bit. Squirrel. Squirrel. What? Um, All right. Yeah, so, that's book news. Yeah, that's about it. Yep. So we've got yet another thing to read in October. Um, quite a lot happening in October. We've got women... Of the galaxy, we've got Scum and Villainy, we've got uh, Smuggler's Guide, we've got all of those uh, Vader's uh, Castle comics, mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff happened in October. So October is going to be fun, very yeah. busy. So something we haven't gotten to talk about yet on the show, but we're rectifying now, is uh, Galaxy's Edge. Didn't it? Disney. Disney World. So um, this is exciting. Uh, we've heard quite a bit of Galaxy's Edge uh, since its inception. And on Twitter, there's been a lot of pictures posted of the progress that it's making. And it's really, and even when we go, uh, I know we'll see a lot of progne- progress. Because mm-hmm. uh, the last time we were at Disney fully was last year. Yeah. And so we saw all the roped off sections and some of the work yeah. beginning, but nothing significant. And when we were at Galactic Nights, we didn't really see anything. Yeah. But here, we'll probably get to see some progress. We'll probably get to see the edge of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And when we see, or if we see anything, you know, pertinent, we will definitely like take pictures, maybe even do a live stream and show you guys as well. Yes. We'll be like, look at that rock. I think Look-y it's a Star it. Wars rock. 
It, it looks like a jaw. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my gosh, it's Big Fortuna's cousin. <laughs> um, I've gotten very southern this episode. Uh, yeah, sorry. I don't know what it is. It's that backwards hat. I don't know. <laughs> um, so we're we're really looking forward to the park opening. Obviously, it's it's a dedicated Disney Star Wars park. So yes. of course we're looking forward to it. Um, every bit of news and update that we get just makes us more excited for it, and honestly makes the wait more painful. Um, but it promises to give us something great uh, in the future. So Galaxy's Edge is Disney's new dedicated Star Wars park. Uh, it's had some new info drop about the wonderful place. The big thing this week was that it was confirmed that the park will have a fully functional cantina that would make Maz proud. Sorry. Uh, at Oga's Cantina, it's a beautiful, beautiful rendition of the the cantina band. You're welcome. Um, at Orga's Cantina, I'm sorry, Oga. I'm thinking Orga from uh, Godzilla 2000. Oga. Nerd. Oga's Cantina. Uh, visitors to the local watering hole can order beer, wine, and themed cocktails. Uh, Disney says menu items will be made with exotic ingredients that use otherworldly methods served in unique vessels. Um, it uses apple from not Florida. The, it it sounds a little bit like uh, medieval times where you can get the collectible, you know, stein or uh, glasses yeah. um, for your drink. So you get something there. And then you get to take something with you. Or like uh, Gaston's, um, oh, I don't know, Gaston's Bar. What, I don't know what yeah. it's called. It's Samantha, help. It, it's, <laughs> a, it's a Gaston-themed um, drink and pastry shop. It doesn't yeah. have alcohol, but um, it does have a collectible uh, cup that Which you can get there with a specific right drink. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a delicious drink, too. So, so it kind of, the unique vessels thing kind of makes me think collectible cups and, and such. Uh, when it opens, it'll be the first time alcohol will be served to the general public at Disneyland theme parks. The bar is owned by an alien named Oga Guerra, who is described Ooh. as running the establishment with strict code of conduct to keep any unruly patrons in check. Which mm. just sounds like Disney security. Exactly. Like, that doesn't <laughs> sound like a hive of scum and villainy at all. Yeah, right. Um, so it's like a hive of fun and magic. So Disney's storytellers say that this is a popular stopping point for those seeking to avoid the authorities. So it's sure to be colorful. <laughs> uh, the cantina may serve some shady galactic travelers, but it's also family friendly with items for kids. The menu will include blue milk, which Skywalker drank in A New Hope and several other people. It's not it's not special because of Luke Skywalker, guys. Um, you know, blue milk is for everyone. Hashtag blue milk for everyone. Get it fresh from the bantha. Um, ugh, no. Uh, as for entertainment, fans of Disney Star Tours, that's me, uh, will recognize DJ, or, well, the DJ, uh, the <laughs> astromech droid RX-28, known as Captain Rex, of the original Star Speeder simulator. Um, he's now got a new gig mixing beats at the cantina. Um, so it'll kind of be like the alien at the uh, Tomorrowland restaurant? Yeah, kind of. It'll be you know, stand in for entertainment kind of style. Yeah. Uh, and it's also just a nice callback to Star Tours early days, um, which fun fact, Captain Rex, that's where Captain Rex gets his name from in the Clone Wars. Nice. So, I'm starting to love Captain Rex, but we'll talk about that when we get to the Clone Wars yeah. next um, episode. And speaking of Star Tours, though, we can actually get a glimpse of Galaxy's Edge Planet Batuu, 
uh, in the update of the ride. It, and this was actually, I think, rolled out at uh, Galactic Night. Yeah. Um, and I actually got to see it. Uh, one of the five rides that I did, uh, the last one, Featured Batu and and something that I'm very excited about. IG88 was there. <laughs> so if you don't know, you know, Star Tours takes you on an adventure where you see various planets in Star Wars, and eventually you land, and the day is one, and everything's okay. Um, in this scenario, you land and end on Batu, and of course, you see some of the patrons who are kind of like, "What the heck is this ship doing? Just landing in the middle of the park?" Um, and one such patron was IG88. <laughs> Um, who you hit with your speeder? Is that right? No, 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 no. Uh, he wasn't hit with it. Um, he was just there, but it's interesting. Uh, obviously there's no timeline to it. Yeah. We know, uh, based on last week's data dump and, um, some news on Twitter that IG-88 was in, uh, function and around into the sequel trilogy era. So in canon, in canon. So we don't know exactly. Well, that's good. He, he lives past his original death date. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about that with you guys. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Legends versus lore. Um, but anyway, so it's interesting, though, to think about maybe we know that droids are going to pop up at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, significantly, uh, it'll be um, our two builders droids. So yeah. like like featured at Galactic Night, it'll, it won't be, you know. Oh no, we're Disney. We made these. They'll yeah. be featuring droids ba made by professional droid builders, Which fan awesome. droid builders. I saw a mouse droid when we were at Galactic Nights. It was a life changing experience. Also, I love mouse droids. Also, got to, we met um, we met Triple Zero, um, the protocol droid, the evil C three PO from the Afro comics. We met Chopper. Um, we met R four. We met Ewoks. Um, they were adorable. They were so yeah. soft. Um, we so, need to post some of our Disney trip pictures on the Twitter. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're on Facebook, not Twitter. Oh. Um, but so if there's going to be those droids, it's an idea. Maybe IG-88 could pop up in the park. Yeah. Um, if yeah. anything, just as a standing animatronic. Yeah. I would I would. That die. would be cool. I would absolutely die. That would be very cool. And So anyway, um, but... Uh, where was I? I lost my place. <laughs> How would you feel if I just walked up to IG-88 just like, hello, metal husband? <laughs> um, well, anyway, all right, so I can't remember where I was, but, uh, so let's, but alcohol at Disney, let's talk about that. Um, I think it will be helpful for parents. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm, I, usually you need that after dealing with kids at Disney, but, yeah, um, during the, now the thing is, um, it has been very clearly stated. You will not be able to leave with any drinks. It's not yeah. like you can get this and just peruse the park. You, you, what you yeah. get, you have to finish there. And you know, for a fact, they're going to be really, really watered down or it's going to be mostly mixer. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing is most of, now they said they'll have, they'll have beer and wine. Yeah. Um, but more than likely, I imagine they will have cutoffs. Um, yes. And, you know, but the majority, the attractive drinks, the ones that are themed will be cocktails. They will be very yeah. heavily mixed, um, kind. And, uh, so I don't think, you know, I don't think the main thing here is the fact that there's 
going to be alcohol and people could get drunk. I think the main thing is people are just like, it's Disney and you shouldn't have alcohol. Yeah. And I kind of get that. Um, I mean, you know, it, it sticks back to Walt's vision. You know, he didn't want that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't see any immoral uh, factors to it. I don't see any indecent factors to it. I, yeah. Again. I mean, you think about, you know, how much security is at Disney? Yeah. Well, that's so the thing. Much. These are the people that could evacuate a park in an hour. Yeah. And with, with uh, tens of thousands of people there, Yeah, you know, they, they can handle and are trained to handle these kinds of things. I think they can handle a little drunk dad. At yeah. Gym, you know, and Next week when we go, it's going to be during the Food and Wine Festival, mm -hmm. which is obviously yeah. a big wine thing at Disney. Yeah, and food. Well, and We're and mostly going there's for been the food. no major incident there. No. I, I I don't think I don't think all of a sudden because it's Star Wars, there's going to be yeah. incident. Um, the most interesting thing that's happened at Disney in the last few years is the Maleficent float catching on fire. <laughs> well, that I don't know if that's the most, but it's one of them. Yeah. One of the few. Uh, Disney Springs, on the other hand. Regardless, I believe it. I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it's new and it's going to upset a lot of old school Disney's. Um, but I think overall, Disney can yeah. handle it. And, you know, yeah. And if it adds to your experience, which yeah. the thing is, you're going to be at a cantina. You don't go to a cantina and order blue milk unless you are a child. I'm going to order it. So, but, you know, it's just like, Blue milk. <laughs> I mean, whether or not you get an alcoholic beverage is up to you, you know, up to you guys. But yeah. knowing that you're in a full service cantina, it's a it's a real cantina, you know, adds to the experience. You don't have to get an alcoholic drink, but the fact that you can and it'll feel like you're drinking in Star Wars is pretty <laughs> cool. It, it, it's just part of the immersion. Yeah, it's going to be really immersive. There's going to be someone... Who's going to try and fight you. And then, you know, Obi-Wan will come out of nowhere. Cut off your arm. <laughs> what What would be funny, though, is if they do have a character there that is one-armed. That, that would, would be, be funny. funny. <laughs> <gasps> what if uh, Dr. What's-His-Face is there? Evazon? Dr. Evazon. That would be really cool. Oh, that'd, be a, that'd be an interesting that little character. That would be so character. cool. That'd be a cool character meet. Get on it, Disney. Um. So, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Um, you know, it... Is it weird for Disney to serve? I think the thing is, like, people imagine, like, Disney's already not adult. Yeah. Disney's mature. Disney is built on targeting kids for uh, entertainment. But at the end of the day, like, they are mature. Yeah. They think of adults. I mean, go to Disney. There's there's plenty of stuff for adults. Yeah. So I don't think this is... This is different, but it's not out of character. Yeah. And we're the weird adults at Disney who go without kids. So because we want to enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a whole different experience with kids. Yeah. Trust oh, us. Oh Lord. We're going to postpone that for a very long time. Yeah. So until we've enjoyed everything, we're not yeah. taking our kids. No, because then we don't get to enjoy everything. We only get to enjoy them enjoying everything. And it's not fair, not fun. Yeah. It's my Disney. Dang it. And thankfully, like when we do have kids, if we ever want to go to Disney and they're being bad, we could just be like, okay, you're going to go stay with Graham for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, oh, mommy and daddy go to Disney. Bye. Bah. Yep. We're going to go to the cantina, <laughs> get our arms cut off. <laughs> it's a twice in a lifetime activity. 
You stole that joke. I did. That that originated on Force Center, and it made me bust out laughing in the office when I heard it. It was funny. It was so funny. Um, so, moving on with Gal- Galaxy's Edge, um, we have a little bit on the rides. We knew some of the details on the rides, um, but speaking of Force Center, which I uh, is part of what inspired me to want to insert this in to our news, uh, no, you know, it's it's Disney, it's Star Wars, it probably would have been ended up there. But uh, uh, Ken Knapsack of Force Center sat down. Um, he sat down with his friend Mark, who has uh, Mark Donica, who has a lot of information on uh, Disney parks and and whatnot, and Galaxy's Edge in particular. And so some of the things that he had to talk about got me really excited, and so I thought it'd be cool to share. So um, some of his information injected with what we already knew. Um, was going to be about these rides altogether. Even more excitement. If you if you're not already, hopefully this will help you. So, for rides, we also get a bit of info. One ride, you'll uh, find yourself in the middle of a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Guests will step aboard a Resistance troop transport ship, and afterwards, the story puts them on a Star Destroyer with a battle in the hangar bay. The ride vehicle holds eight guests and is designed to look like a small transport vehicle used by the First Order. Disney is building two giant AT-AT walkers for this attraction. And on um, a recent press panel in Florida, one of Disney's Imagineers described it as the most epic attraction ever designed. Hmm. Mark Donica, who was on uh, Force Center talking with Ken about this, saying phenomenal praises of the ride and its groundbreaking, groundbreaking technology. He even mentioned, and I, I didn't have time to go back and definite this, but I, I do believe I heard him say life-sized AT-ATs, which means 74-foot tall AT-ATs on this ride. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I got, I got so excited and, and misty-eyed when walking up to Star Tours for the first time, which, by the way, last year was my first time ever going to Disney. And so um, going to Star Tours for the first time, you know, there's an, there's an AT-AT out there. Um, by the Ewok Village, and so you freaked out. That that thing's only maybe forty feet, if that, maybe only thirty or so, and that was, you know, phenomenal. But to see uh, life size ATATs, even first yeah. order ATATs, but still, yeah, looking up and like seeing it towering over you, yeah, it's, like it's insane. I used to make you out of Duplo. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you've graduated to college now, man. It's crazy. Um. So, oh, all, all kinds of excitement. Um, it sounds a little bit like Secrets of the Empire style, uh, but without the VR um, in this I, this kind of immersive gameplay kind of style. Um, or at least there's no mention of VR yet. Who knows? Uh, if there is VR, I think it would obviously help a little bit with the expanse of the game or, or of the ride because it sounds like it's going to be pretty big. So I think VR would help with that, but it could be without VR. It could be all live, which would be even more incredible. Um, could you imagine this, the sensation of being on an ATAT? Oh. I, I'm sorry, an ADAT. Just like, <laughs> like being in the cockpit and feeling the legs move and oh, thunder would... up against the ground. It you, would be so amazing. You know what? That would be. An interesting way to handle it, though. So what if, you know, it's all live, 
And the way you escape is by getting in the ATAT. And once you get in, then it switches to VR. So it feels, you know, so it kind of like Star Tours where you're not moving, but it feels like you're flying. Yes. And so. Which is what freaks me out. It would be, obviously, if they're building 74 foot tall ATATs, they're not going to be fully functional. But if you step into the pilot's uh, deck and it switches over to VR and simulates it moving, that would be That would awesome. be amazing. Because then all of a sudden you can make something static come to life in a way you couldn't do cheaply or quite as uh, effectively. Yeah. That that would be cool. Uh, all That's all we really know is that it's going to be uh, on the Star Destroyer, going to see a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. AT-ATs will be there. All that, uh, that's all I need to know. Yeah. To be excited, honestly. <laughs> that, I mean, that's enough. As if you aren't, weren't already excited. Yeah. So, um, Mark on Force Center also mentioned that, um, which it's kind of a given, but with Disney, I guess you never know. Um, Galaxy's Edge will only feature Star Wars merch. No Disney Disney stuff. No Minnie Mouse or Donald Duck. Uh, now, there could be the some crossover D. stuff. There could be, like, if it's Star Wars themed Disney stuff, Maybe. But I think they're trying to keep it exclusively Star Wars in in feel, um, since it is a Star Wars dedicated park. Yeah. Um, and they said, uh, Mark said that you'll have some of the same stuff that you could get at Disney, but there will also, of course, be exclusive Galaxy's Edge only uh, stuff. And it seems that it could be like most Disney rides where each ride has its own dedicated gift shop. Mm-hmm. With its own exclusive stuff. That'd be so, cool. So you ride the Star Destroyer ride and you get Star Destroyer merch. You know, there could, could be, st- like, I survived the Star Destroyer or something. Like, you know, <laughs> um, and whatnot. Uh, so, but, you know, either way, it's uh, it's cool. I mean, I'm not surprised that it's going to be Star Wars only merch. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad that there's going to be some exclusive stuff. So it feels like you know, you can only get this if you experience this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's nice. Um, but on to other rides. The second ride is a Millennium Falcon flight simulator. <laughs> uh, riders will be flying Han Solo's famous ship, uh, flipping switches and shooting blasters, controlling it all yourself. You will control everything that happens here, it sounds. Fancy. Disney's working with... NVIDIA to develop new technology that can render graphics for the real the, for the ride in real time, meaning what you do re- reacts and reflects in the game, it sounds like. Um, your performance on the Millennium Falcon will affect your ending. Perform w- uh, with skill and you'll get rewarded. Bring the ship in banged up and you could be part of the list. Uh, you could be put on a list of bounty hunters. Uh, I'm sorry, I cannot read today. You could be put on the list of a bounty hunter named Harco, uh, which sounds like a park-exclusive bounty hunter, which we knew from early uh, talks of this place that, depending on what you do, your activity could lead you to be hunted by bounty hunters. Um, So this is further confirmation of that, and it seems to indicate, as far as I know, Harco's new. uh, It seems to indicate that it's a park-exclusive bounty hunter, which is cool. And it may even mean trouble if you should uh, if you show up in the local cantina. So again, this cantina shows up. So that's interesting. Uh, actions on the ride can follow you as you walk through the land. 
and the th this fits in with the entire idea of this place is that it's immersion. You want to feel like you're in Star Wars, then you need to go to Galaxy's Edge. Um, from the moment you check in, the way your hotel looks, the way um, s staff and I assume will have droids wandering, um, you know, uh, it'll all feel like you have stepped out of your world into st Star Wars, onto really Batu, a whole new. A whole new world, you know, <laughs> <laughs> references. You're a dork. Um, but this idea, you know, again, we knew that certain decisions would indicate you as either good or bad. And it could mean one thing or another. You know, you're good. You get put on the first order's watch list. You do bad. Then you get put on a bounty hunter's list. Um, that kind of stuff excites me because it means every time you go there, you can do things differently. Yeah. And get a different experience out of it. Um and so it's just, it's so exciting. Uh, it's really, really cool to think about all of this. Uh, we still have a year. They said late 2019 for us. Um, so round Christmas, biggest Christmas present ever. So, but we'll see. Hopefully um, we're available this Christmas to go. I do kind of not want to go at, at initial opening because that would be crazy, but I am looking forward to going. And if you are looking forward to going, hopefully if we end up at the same time, just, you know, yeah. say hi, um, you know, be cool. We'll get caught by some bounty hunters together. Yeah. Um, but so that's Galaxy. And we'll continue to, as galaxy's edge stuff pops up. Um, if it's, if it adds significance to it, we'll probably, uh, bring this section of the show back again to talk about it. Um, I imagine it'll be slow on galaxy's edge. More than likely, we may not get something this big that frequently. <laughs> but whenever we do, you can count us on us to talk about it. And we'll continue to be excited about it. So, yeah. I couldn't find the mouse for a second. Sorry. <laughs> All right, ladies and germs. It's coming down to the close. Are we ready for reviews? Um, And, you know, some announcements that are coming up soon. John, take it away. Okay. <laughs> um, so the only thing to review is the solo novel, which came out last Tuesday. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people, as with most novelizations of the films as they come out, will probably not necessarily be grab, you know, gravitated towards them. Um, solo is another great one, though, along with uh, The Last Jedi, in that it adds quite a bit um, to... Uh, to the story mm -hmm. um we get a little bit more with han during his imperial academy time which is nice um we get a little bit more uh with uh beckett and crew uh we do see more of kira's time um, before han reunites with her and get a little bit more confirmation of some of the dark things that she alludes to in the film uh, we also get a little bit more extension on uh, Han and Kira's escape. Um, the most significant thing is the epilogue, which features a couple of well-known characters popping up uh, to meet with Infus Nest at the end, uh, which gives some nice uh, theories to what what's up next. But um, So overall, much like The Last Jedi, there's quite a bit added to it that um, doesn't necessarily... You know, a lot of people look at it as fixing the story or making the story better. Um, I think it just expands it. I think it takes what's good and just makes 
you know, stretches that out a little bit more, extends it a little bit. Um, I'm, I, I enjoyed that. I got it. I enjoyed that. I decided to read it and which was going to anyway for the show. Um, but, uh, you know, overall it didn't feel like something I was just doing for the show, you know, ending it, it felt, it was, it was a good read. And so if you enjoy solo, I really recommend you check out the novel. And, um, I know I've already talked to a couple of people who are going to listen to the audiobook as well. So all around, um, I really recommend checking out the novel. It's not that expensive. And if you loved solo, check it out. If you didn't, you know, some of the other things that it adds and the, some of the, um, additions made by the author, they may help the story hit a little bit better with you. Um, who knows, but, um, I would definitely check it out regardless. And if you're in doubt about it, go to starwars.com, read some of the excerpts from, um, the novel. And, you know, that's what motivated me to get it was I read some of the excerpts and then I was like, yes, I need to get this. So, um, if you're in doubt, maybe that's what you need to do and check it out. But definitely recommend five Millennium Falcons out of five Millennium Falcons for this one. Could you have chosen a harder to say ranking? (laughs) Who knows? We'll continue to evolve (laughs) our ranking method, but it gets five of whatever. (laughs) Five of whatever out of five of other whatever. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so that goes into announcements, which is, you know, the novelization is out now. It's been out for about a week now. Uh, the solo digital release is this Friday. The physical copy is next week, uh, which is what we're going to have to wait for. We don't do digital much. Um, <clears throat> but we will be talking about solo uh, next week. Uh, in view of the novel release and the digital release and... Uh, just a little bit of other things that are kind of centered around solo in the near future. Um, thought it'd be a good time to kind of just sit and talk about the character a little bit and talk about his story and all that cool stuff. So we'll be doing yeah. a solo centric episode next week. So if you like solo, uh, come check that out. If you there's parts of his story you don't know, come check it out as well because we're going to kind of try and cover as much as we can. It depends on how many rabbit trails we get on. It's going to be a big blanket. Big what? Cover it. Oh. Big old blanket. Anyway. Um, But yeah, as far as announcements, that's pretty much it. And like we said, we're going to be at Disney next week. Um, And so some of the show will seem maybe a little um, late. We're not expecting any big news to drop. If some does, then we'll address it, but we'll end up having to cover it on a later show. Um, So... Basically, any news that doesn't drop before next Thursday, we will miss until the next data dump. Yes. Um, because after next Thursday, we're done recording, and um, then we're entering vacation mode. Yes, and we will never talk to anyone ever again. No. We'll, we'll probably still be pretty active on the social medias. And like I said, like we said, um, you know, if we get bored waiting in line for things, we'll probably... Um, reach out through live streams to kind of pass the time a little bit. Who knows? Um, but you can also expect us to probably post pictures and whatnot. Pro- again, probably not going to get any news from going to Disney. Just going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that's pretty much it. That's all the data I think we have. So um, until next time, uh, this has been your herd leader, John Wayne. And you heard mom, Megan. And 
As always, stay scruffy and may the force be with you. Bye.